you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys coming by. What a great, awesome day it is. You know why? Because we are honored to have the most greatest audience in the world join us today. And if I can't suck up to you any harder than that, I don't know what I have to do. But I love you people. The Chris Voss Show is a giant family. A giant family that uh, gets together kind of around the uh, Chris Voss podcast Thanksgiving table every uh, every episode. There's two to three of them a day, by the way, these days. Uh, Simon Schuster is like auto-booking all their clients, uh, all, all their authors on here. And I, I'm kind of losing my mind. But I'm doing it for the love of my audience to give you guys the greatest content ever known to man. Or, you know, at least close to it somewhere. You know, maybe a margin here or there. I don't know. Number two, number one, the best the best but my audience is the best because you guys show up and you love the show and you download it so thanks for sharing it to all your friends and family and all the five-star reviews we get uh go to goodreads.com for chess chris voss youtube.com for chess chris voss linkedin for chess chris voss all those places on the interwebs that we have uh today we have an amazing entrepreneur on the show she's going to tell us about her amazing journey and some of the stuff she does she owns three businesses on top of having a husband and five children, I'm not sure which is which. Which sounds harder to do, but we'll get the words out of her on what she's doing. Uh, Lisa Applewhite is on the show with us today. Uh, she is a CEO times three. She owns three businesses: uh, top of the line healthcare staffing, the real Alisa Applewhite Consulting. I should have that. The real Chris Foss Consulting <laughs> and. T-O-T-L-H-S, Heart of Gold, is her nonprofit. She even has a nonprofit. Look at her. Uh, I'm a native, or she's a native. I'm reading her bio in third person, by the way. Uh, she is a native of New Jersey, residing in North Carolina for 21 years. Does that make you a native still of uh, no, New Jersey? They, they, I mean, Chris, they won't claim me. They told me they, I can't come back. <laughs> I mean, have you seen, seen New Jersey lately? You can't even pump your own gas there. Uh, she has an amazing husband. At least that's what she's saying for now. It depends on what day you catch her. I'm just kidding. I don't know what goes on in her house. Uh, but she has an amazing husband and five beautiful children. Uh, she's been in healthcare for 18 years. Yes. Uh, her passion is taking care of people and educate them in, about health. Uh, her mission is to change the patient's view by restoring compassion, integrity, and trust into every patient, staff, and client. Uh, welcome to the show, Elisa. How are you? I am good, Chris. How are you? Oh, my God. I love it. I need for you to read all my bios. That was, like, awesome, and I love the injectives. They were, like, awesome. Yeah, we, we do an improv in people's bios. Some of the authors, they come on, they go, What's, what the fuck is he doing? That's <laughs> This on the boy. What's going on? Uh, it's what, what, what kind of drugs is he on? It's coffee, people. It's lots of coffee. Uh, so, Elisa, give us your dot coms wherever you want people to find you on the interwebs and some of your different companies there. All right. So you can follow me at the 
uh, therealaac.com. Again, that's therealaac.com. Um, top of the line um, healthcare staffing. You can do www.topofthelinehealthcarestaffing.com. Yes, it's that long, but people never forget the name. So um, you can follow me on all social media platforms. If you just look for The Real Elisa Applewhite, that is The Real Elisa Applewhite. There you go. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your origin story. You grew up in New Jersey where you can't pump your own gas, as I mentioned earlier. I don't know why I'm drinking that a thing, but that's, and there's a lot of chemicals in the air, I think. And and I think there's like, uh, there's that one mafia dude who owns a strip club there. Wait, that's a TV show. Yeah, I was like, who? You know, because you know, you know people. Well, I grew up in Jersey City, New Jersey, um, and I actually have six siblings. So, um, surprisingly, I have five kids. Right. So we grew up in Jersey City, New Jersey, and um, my mom. Are you trying to compete with your mom? I'm sorry, Lisa. I just had to get that joke. No, they. You know, it's it's people that says you normally do the same things your mom do. I don't know. You know, but I'm not competing anymore, Chris. I told you, we're not having no more kids. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. We're done. Um, So we grew up in New Jersey and I actually moved to North Carolina when I was 17. I moved to North Carolina and my mother was pretty much just like, you know, where I go, you go. So she moved to North Carolina with her husband and I hated it. Oh my God, Chris, I hated it because it wasn't a store. You had to drive to everything in North Carolina. Like you couldn't just walk to the bodega and get you a sandwich or something. So it was so different, but I knew it was a great atmosphere to raise my son because I had my son when I was 14. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew it would be a great place to run to raise him. And I went here, stayed in North Carolina, went to college here in North Carolina, became a nurse. Um, before I became a nurse, I was a certified nursing assistant um, for about four years. Um, and I think it's five. I'd be forgetting how many years, Chris, but I know I used to help patients one to one. Right. So um, I was a certified nursing assistant. And for people who don't know what that is, that's the assistant to the nurse where you bathe the patients, you brush the patient's teeth. If the teeth in their mouth or out their mouth, you brush their hair. You know, if they have a wig or not, you get them right. Right. For the day you get them normalized on base how they normally are. So I did that for a couple of years. Then I became a licensed practical nurse, um, which is a LPN. Um, and that is primarily the nurse who works in nursing homes and doctor's offices. Um, and then I became a registered nurse because they always have this joke in nursing, like, Hey, so if you're an LPN, you're a low paid nurse. And I'm oh. just, what, you know, if you're wow. And then you're a real nurse. And I'm just like, but I'm still a real nurse. But they're like, okay, well, then get your RN so you get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you do the same things. It's just like one or two things that you don't do as an LPN and the RN. So I said, okay, I want to um, be an RN. And I also wanted to be an RN because they told me the only how I could get into the emergency room is I had to be a registered nurse. Um, and I knew that God prepared me, like made me to be an emergency room nurse because I loved it. I loved the shootings. I loved the stabs. I love <laughs> I loved the patients that overdose. Anything that I could save a life right away, that was me. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I absolutely. I did that for about... I did nursing altogether for 14 years Um, and I traveled as a nurse for seven years. Um, Let's see. We did. I apologize. I thought I put down do not disturb. So we did um, travel nursing for about seven years and we traveled. I traveled COVID for two years. I'll tell you about um, a little bit later. 
but I travel code for two years and I was an ICU nurse, ER nurse, um, med surge nurse, psychiatric nurse. Oh, those some stories, Chris. Those some stories right there, I'm telling you. Uh, so I did that um, and absolutely loved it. I love nursing. I love everything about nursing. And I knew that I wanted to start a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a very good friend that I went to nursing school with who started the same business I did, which is healthcare staffing. And she like coached me and mentored me and taught me to um, connect to the right people. And then in 2021, we started Top of the Line Healthcare Staffing. Wow. And so you guys provide staff, uh, nurses for or companies that need to, to, to fill up and stuff. Uh, I, I imagine you probably have a book or two in you from your COVID experiences of, of traveling and nursing. We, I do. I have a book actually coming out. Um, it's not oh, about wow. the COVID experience, um, but it's how to show nurses, how to show healthcare staffing owners, how to target premium clients wow. um, so they can create seven figures in their business. Cause along my journey, I met a lot of healthcare staffing owners that's been in business longer than me and don't have clients. And I'm just like, I don't understand. Um, but you know, maybe I can motivate and help. And that's how the consultant baby came about. Um, but what we do is we staff nurses, CNAs, LPNs, RNs, respiratory therapists, uh, CRNAs, and nurse practitioners in hospitals. So like um, Duke Hospital, UNC hospitals, um, and nursing homes that also need assistance, and then doctor's offices that need assistance. Um, so most hospitals and doctor's offices are um, integrated. So they are working with each other. So normally when you get a hospital contract, you normally get the doctor's office contract and they just fill in the role, uh, that a regular staff nurse will be. So it's temporary staffing until they find somebody to fit that role. But the great thing about my company is I don't mind directly hiring or, um, my staff to go to that hospital. So my clients, they get to, I tell them, you get to test drive the nurse. You get to see what the nurse or CNA is doing. And if you love them and it's a good fit for them and it's a good fit for you, I'm not a staffing agency that'd be like, oh no, you can't have my staff. It's about the patients for me, right? right? And if that medical professional is providing such great patient care that that hospital is so you know happy to have them and that works for that medical professional's um, decision, then go. I made the connection, the connection's there. God is gonna bless me regardless. I'm gonna keep going. But that is my goal is to make sure that we are getting medical professionals at the bedside that is caring for patients when the door is closed, Chris, because when the door is closed, you could get a different type of medical professional any day of the week. And you want that person to have that integrity, that, uh, that, you know, professionalism when the door is closed, because that's what matters is how I treat you, not how I perform to get into a business, not how I perform in front of a bunch of group of nurses or medical professionals, but how I perform when I'm privately with the patient. So that is what we target with top of the line. I love how you have that metric. Uh, I have a sister with uh, MS and now dementia from the MS who's been in a care center for a long time. She's been in five or six care centers. And the care is uh, many times, uh, it depends upon the nurse, atrocious. My mom advocates for her and goes almost up every day. And, you know, the, the, the facilities have reached a point where they're hiring all these temp workers because yeah. they pay so horribly, they can't get good workers. 
which is ironic because they're paying more for the temp workers and mm -hmm. it is the, the business model is just insane and, and they're they're bought out by all these big companies um when they used to be family-owned but yeah the the level of care and the horror stories that i've seen and heard uh when it comes to some of these facilities and like you say behind when the door is closed um when no one's paying attention or they're understaffed it's just it's insane some of the stuff that goes on and sadly in these uh, care centers like you know the families aren't checking in to advocate for them like they would a hospital so i feel your pain on that one and see that's what i i express to people like everybody has some type of patient story in their lives or have been a patient themselves and that matters right because if you are that person in that bed, like, you know, with the MS, if you, you know, your sister, she got MS, she got dementia. When I hear MS and dementia, she don't know what's going on on a daily basis, right? She has to be reminded on, hey, brush your hair, brush your teeth, let's go to the bathroom, right? And that takes a medical professional with compassion to just say, you know, I'm going to actually do it for you. I'm going to actually remind you to do it. You know, in dementia patients, you have to remind them multiple times. I mean, it could be 10 or 20 times in one hour, but you got to have the compassion to remind them, say, hey, no, this is your room. No, this is where we're going to sit down and eat. And that's the medical professionals that I'm breeding. Like that is the ones that when I asked God, I said, and this is where the COVID comes in, right? When I was doing COVID travel, um, I've always been passionate about healthcare, but it took me to another level when I did the COVID travel. And we traveled to New York. Um, I did Texas and I did um, California. I did a lot of California travel as COVID and we worked 60 to 70 hours a week. And I'm not going to lie, Chris, it was probably 10 to 10 to 15 body bags that we put patients in per day. And that was enough to mentally drive anybody crazy, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I seen that medical professionals that were so happy and thrilled to go to work were just like, man, you know, am I even going to make it out here to see my family? Mm -hmm. um, I've lost some friends as well who, who died and left kids and husbands and stuff. So I remember particularly this one patient, 19-year-old um, uh, person, um, and I was taking care of them and the doctor was just like, you know, Elisa, we're going to have to um, turn off. We're going to have to turn off the um, the machine because uh, the vent, we're going to turn off the vent because, you know, they're just it's, it's just not the comorbidities and stuff is just not working. So we're going to have to turn it off. And I remember crying and praying and just like, you know what, God, if I make it out here alive with my five kids and my husband and I left home when my daughter was uh six months wow. right so uh, i left for two whole years off and on home so i'm like god if i make it out here i promise you any dream that i have any dream or goal that these people have that i'm putting in this body bag god, i'm just gonna live it to the fullest i'm gonna live my life to the fullest i'm gonna wear every piece of clothing i have every <laughs> piece of jewelry you know like god just let me make it out here and it's crazy because I made it out for some reason. I think this, the purpose is of course here is targeting the world. But um, when we made it out, I come home to my husband, Chris, right? And this is why he's so amazing. And I'm just like, oh, we're taking everything we have. We're taking our savings and starting a business. And he was like, wait, I don't, I don't think this is the time, you know, because the world has shut down. He's like, no, like not all of our savings. I was all of our savings and we're starting this business. And he's just like, you know what? 
you're jumping off a cliff, I'm gonna jump with you. And nice. that is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we jumped off a cliff, and you know, two years later, we have a very, very successful healthcare staffing business. And what COVID taught me was I had a lot of patients. I had one patient in particular who had a rosary. And they held on to that rosary. And I mean, it meant the world to them until we had to intubate them. And then they eventually passed away. And I remember getting that rosary and they didn't want to give family members the items. Right. So mm -hmm. there's like, no, we don't want to give anything to anybody. And I'm just like, this rosary meant something to this patient. So I need to sanitize it, do what I need to do, but I need to get it back to that family member. Mm -hmm. And I was after several arguments with the hospital <laughs> and their staff, I was able to get that rosary back to that wife. And it meant something to her because apparently her husband's mom gave it to her. Right. Wow. So it's like I, I said, you know what? We hold stuff so dear. We buy all these name brand clothes, these cars and all this fancy stuff. And at any moment, what COVID showed me, it could be gone from you. Right. Yeah. It could just be gone. Yeah. So it's best for me to spend a lot of my time and energy with raising my kids and showing them, you know, how to be productive citizens in life and just showing them the love. So that that is what COVID did for me. And I'm really, really passionate about getting the right medical professional at their bedside mm -hmm. to help, you know, that patient. And like you was discussing you pay more for healthcare staffing than you do for your regular staff. Um, but in reality, you actually pay cheaper for healthcare mm -hmm. staffing than you do for regular staff because staffing agencies pay all the costs. So mm -hmm. we pay the workers comp, we pay the professional liability. If anything happens, we eat that cost where the hospital just pays one flat fee just oh, to have that educate that experienced medical professional at the bedside. They don't have to pay for orientation. They don't have to pay for background checks or drug screens. They don't have to pay for like the rechecks of drug screens. Staffing agencies, they, they eat that. So what nursing, what hospitals and doctor's offices do, they'll pay that high fee now, but they want permanent staff because you know the more permanent staff you have invested in your company the more effective it's going to be for you most definitely and it sounds like you really uh look for uh, high integrity and you know most most people i think they, they're in the nursing business at least that's my impression are are people who really care about doing a great job they care about human beings they they want to help people uh you know uh it, it's something that uh is important to them i mean it's it's certainly a career that's uh vaulted because uh you know i mean i couldn't do it i can't deal with blood i can't deal with uh anything to do with the human body that mm -hmm. uh doesn't involve me just putting food in my pie hole my face um but uh you know i i, I can't do it i couldn't i can never i can never draw someone's blood i, I pass out when they draw my blood so that's there's, there's that um so tell us how uh people that might be listening can get involved with your company you you hire top medical staff and people can also uh or people can uh, companies can hire your staff and then of course people can apply to be part of your team what sort of medical people uh, what are some of the terminologies cnas and stuff like that that people can use to hire you okay so actively we are hiring registered nurses and licensed practical nurses um we have uh cnas that we are at our max at right now um so we 
it, it's it's been amazing. Two years for us will be May of this year, 2023. And in this two-year period, we actually staffed 230 nurses. We staffed 70 different clients. Um, we can operate in New York, New Jersey, but we only do North Carolina right now. And we just looked at our two days ago, um, no, last week, we looked at our applicants and we had 4,291 people to apply. So we want to make sure that we are targeting those people. So I always tell people, you can go to the website at www.topofthelinehealthcarestaffing.com and you know get in there, but we are processing applications. We do testing for our medical professionals to make sure we are making sure they are passing our personality and compassionate testing as well. Um, we want to make sure that we're putting the best person at their bedside, you know, and it's not at a cost of the patient. It, it just, mm -hmm. it, that has to stop. It, it has to stop. And it stops with me, um, having this platform. So, um, you can reach out to us at www.topofthelinehealthcarestaffing.com. And then we can talk about the baby, which I absolutely love. This is our nonprofit. It's called TOTLHS Heart of Gold Inc. Uh, this came about because Chris, literally my accountant said, you're going to give away the money. So you might as well start a nonprofit. <laughs> so that's how we did it. So we have a lot of incentives that we give to our medical professional and top of the line business. And we started a nonprofit so we can continue those incentives. And one of the things that we're really, really passionate about is I remember in COVID sitting on the ICU floor um, and on the laptop document. And I'm just like, what if they had some type of event for medical professionals that just celebrated them and educated them on how to manage their finances and, you know, gave them some, a little bit of debt assistance to help them push. So you don't have to be that medical professional like I was, you know, walking to work or riding a bike to work. Um, I remember those days, you know, um, I remember being homeless. Like I remember all of those days and I'm like, what if you had an event that celebrate medical professionals and allow them to tell their story and people to listen to them? Um, so that's what we did. We did the Heart of Gold Gala that is in November of 2023. Um, it's going to be held in Charlotte, North Carolina. And Chris, I will definitely send you an invite. Sure. Uh, to come. So uh, it's going to be held in Charlotte, North Carolina. And what we do is celebrate 52 medical professionals. They get a chance to get up and tell their stories about, you know, their experience in healthcare. Um, these medical professionals come highly recommended from our clients. Like they're the top of the top of the top of the line. Um, and five of them get a chance to walk away with $5,000 of debt assistance. They also get a financial um, person to connect with them and show them on how to manage their money, how to apply the $5,000 to their debt to help decrease their debt. They also get connected with a credit specialist. And this is all over a five-month period that helps them learn how to look at their credit, the importance of their credit, and how to take that money to help decrease like their uh, debt to income ratio. Um, and if they don't own a home, because the new initiative for 2023 
is 100 homes for 100 medical professionals. If they don't own a home, then we connect them to a realtor and a mortgage officer to get them prepared to own a home. My goal this year is to get all 52 people the option to walk away with this, not just five people. Um, so I am going to be broadcasting this every time I open my mouth because medical professionals go through so much. And Chris, when you said I can't deal with blood, the story that came in my story was, huh, if he can't deal with blood, maybe I should tell him about the patient that used to write his ABCs with his feces on the wall. Oh, no. clean it up. Wow. <laughs> well, that's that's Wednesdays. Around here. <laughs> so he would before he <laughs> before he would do it, he would start writing the A's on the wall. And I'm like, oh, he needs to be changed. <laughs> he that's needs what to be it, changed. It gives me an idea what I do when I'm going to hit that diaper phase in my 70s or 80s. I'll just, I'll just, uh, that's all, that's all. Let the nurse know. Hey, it's time for, time to change Chris's diaper. Not time to change Chris's yeah. diaper. Um, but that, that is what I'm doing. The Heart of Gold Gala. I want people to come get excited about it. We're celebrating medical professionals every year. As long as I have breath in my body, this event will occur. I mean, that occur. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It happened. Yeah, it, it will happen. It'll occur. Yeah. The whole uh, country. See, Jersey would have disowned me for that. Jersey really? would have disowned me for that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you Jersey. got hot dog and then you got hot dog. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> it's Jersey. Right? You're, you're, you're better off in North Carolina. I don't know. I, Jersey's a wonderful place. I don't mean to <laughs> knock it. I might lose the two listeners in Jersey there. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, they're they're busy having someone pump their gas. I don't know what that means. <laughs> But I'm just doing like mm -hmm. mafia references from the HBO TV show. What the hell was it? Um, the uh, uh, that old gangster movie. What was that? What was that? Uh, that had the Bada Bean Club, the strip club, and uh, there was a, the, it was only the, the HBO gangster movie, the mob movie, and uh, 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 Gandolfini. Yeah, the, the actor. Sure. Yeah, anyway, it's a big mom movie. It's uh, really popular. Um, and he goes to see a psychiatrist and stuff, so I'm just trying to pull references for that movie. Um, so, uh, Elisa, this is awesome. I, I love the Heart of Gold gala idea. You know, it's kind of like the Oscars for nurses and doctors. Yes, yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. There Chris, you go. I'm going to steal it. Can I steal do, it? Yeah, please do. Please do. <laughs> I mean, that's what I saw when I looked at the website. I'm like, wow, man. Maybe I'll maybe I'll learn to like uh, drawing blood and stuff if I can go to the Oscars of <laughs> nursing. Uh, there's always that, you know, mm -hmm. and there should be, you know, because I mean during COVID, uh, healthcare workers were these guys were on the front lines of a war, man. It was a war, and they were putting their lives on the line for our country. I remember some of the beautiful moments at the early start of it were. Uh, people are outside the hospital honking the horns and trying to support people. And, and, uh, it, you know, it was, it was just kind of moving to see the support that healthcare workers are getting. And, uh, let me ask you this. I'm kind of curious about this. Um, we've had a few authors on the show that are written about that are doctors and nurses, and they're telling us that there's, uh, you know, there's kind of a decline in the future of healthcare workers where, uh, you know, a lot of doctors, a lot of nurses left the field over COVID, and mm -hmm. maybe there's not a lot of new kids coming in from the new, new generations. What What are you seeing in the future of of uh, healthcare and 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 personnel and and all that? Are we growing? Or are we Are we starting to dwindle a little bit? I think we're going to continue growing. And the reason why we're going to continue growing, because just like the market goes up, it goes down. You have your, you have your, you know, your tragic or your pandemic areas where people just get burnt out. And that's what I've seen. 
I, I seen more, I seen less burnout, but more of my hope is gone. Every skill that you learn, you're using it on people and they're still dying. That's enough to mentally, you know, drive anybody crazy. So this is where top of the line healthcare staffing comes in, where we not only putting in medical professionals. Well, this is actually where the consulting company comes in, the real Alisa Applewhite Consulting. We're not only putting in medical professionals in the hospital temporary for the staffing company, but now we are educating the hospitals on how to retain their staff. We are also doing one-to-one -one education with medical professionals to show them on how to get that compassion back, you know, to get back on the mission, get back on the oath that we made because once you're a medical professional, that oath is deeper than any amount that anybody pays you, right? Mm -hmm. And you see somebody else is getting paid and they're doing less work. You're like, oh, I want to get paid more. You know, I want to get paid, but it's it's not about the pay based on what you go through. I, I don't feel like there's enough money that you can pay a medical professional based on the mental stuff that they go through on a daily basis. So I don't think that it's going to decrease. Um, I know with me being out here in the world, I'm going to target a lot of hospitals, nursing homes, and medical professionals. So we can try not to have that drastic decrease. Um, but it comes with time, but there'll always be medical professionals that's trying to get into medical school um, or I mean, medical school and nursing school. And the thing about it is there's just not enough slots in the nursing schools um, or the medical schools to wow. graduate them quick enough. You wow. have a lot of people that apply, you know, to these schools and they only have this amount of slots. And then you got to wait a whole nother year. Some people don't wait another year. They go into other professions. Wow. You know, um, so mm -hmm. I, I think that if they come with me to consult them appropriately, these colleges and hospitals, I can get them some more medical staff. They just got to come get me, you know? <laughs> there you go. And they can do that at your other site, right? The, uh, the real, the real. Alesa Applewhite Consulting. Yeah. The real AAC.com. There you go. Yep. There you go. And so you've got different packages on there, uh, products that you have up for uh, things, education for life. People can go there and, uh, and, uh, and then of course they can, I guess, get in touch with you and uh, do one-on-one -on -one consultations with you. Yes, definitely. If they want to do one-on-one -on -one consultations, they can. We do have 15-minute free consultations uh, just to make sure that we're fit. And if we're not a fit, because I make sure I network so heavily, I always connect them to the right people. There you go. Networking is really important and really smart, too, as always. Anything more we haven't uh, discussed on uh, everything you do there with your three different companies? No. Um, I think we discussed everything. I just want people to know that like compassion is everything for me and mm -hmm. compassion can't be taught. Um, you, you have to have it. And once you have it, then I can revitalize it, bring it back to life. Right. But some people, <laughs> they just, they just, like, uh -uh, I ain't got time for that. Um, and if you don't have time for that, then don't be in healthcare. I mean, there's other jobs, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's other jobs, but with this mission, Chris, we, we are going to help medical professionals who felt like they lost it, felt like they lost the hope, um, felt like they lost the skills, regain it and get back out there and take care of patients. Because at any moment right now, while I'm talking to you right now, while you're talking to me, I could have a heart attack. You could have a stroke. We both patients who going to take care of us, Chris, who going to do it. You know, I hope it's you because I'm, I, I can't take care of anybody. That's right. so good. I'd be like, I'll call 911, but uh, uh -huh. I, I can't, I'm not going to take your blood because I'll pass out. 
Well, we want to make sure that somebody is prepared to take care of us. Exactly. Who can take blood without passing out? Exactly. Because then as two patients, that happened to me so many times where you are, you're like, hey, look, can, can you tolerate blood? Because I'm not taking care of two people. I'll be in the next bit. <laughs> And that's why I appreciate healthcare workers because they I, they can do stuff I can't. My brother went to school for uh, to be a doctor, and and uh, I'm just like, good for you, man, because I I could never like you know I I start losing my mind if I you know I, I I'm not so bad as I used to be, but it used to be if I didn't have a big meal, I'd I'd start getting woozy after having my blood taken. I'd be like a big baby. Mm-hmm. Just even getting like the COVID shots, I was like, it's like oh god, oh, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. I'm like a big boob when it comes down to any of that sort of stuff. You know, I go from being a man to just a baby going, don't, don't stab me with a needle. The best thing, Chris, is to see a muscle down man like all they do is in the gym all day and you pull out that needle and they just start crying. You be like, it's, I always say, somebody pranking me, is Ashton Kusher around? Like, what's going on? Like, this is so funny. And they'll start crying and you just, you have to remain professional. And at one point, I'm just like, look, if you could pick up 500 pounds, you could take this needle, okay? <laughs> you got to love it, man. You got to love it. Yes. Well, this has been wonderful to have you on. And I'm glad there's people like you, Elisa, in the business doing this and making the business better because we need more nurses because I, I think we lost a few during the during the business and more doctors and stuff. So I when I reach the age where I need to start seeing the doctor on a regular basis, I want to want to be able to have somebody there because otherwise, right. you know, I don't want to have to take my own blood. That would right. <laughs> well, call me, Chris. We will. Get I will you, call you. We I'll will call get you. you personal staff, sir. You, oh, that's that's yeah. right. I didn't get rich enough. I'll just hire my own staff to to be in my house, and they they can take my blood. And I think there's a guy doing that. He's like, uh, mm-hmm. he's he's like, he spends two million dollars a year uh, to have his own staff and his own systems set up in his home, and oh, like wow. he's like he does, you know the perfect eating he's trying to live forever i guess which is oh, wow. kind of delusional you know when you think about it but uh you know hey man if you want to spend two million dollars to see if you can pull it off good for uh-huh. you man. have fun with that i don't think i'll charge you two million dollars a year that's a lot of money chris for one he, person he's oh, doing yeah, he's doing a lot of he's doing a lot of stuff that uh he's he's trying to do all this fountain of youth sort of holistic oh. crap and you know they're constantly monitoring him and checking him and stuff and I don't know, man. I, I got to fifty five without seeing the doctor very often, and uh, I just have I just have a thing where I just like uh, try not to see them as much as possible, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems to be working for me. So <laughs> just like that, but you know, I've I've evidently I'm blessed with some good genetics, so I have that. Uh-huh. That and I don't do stupid shit like go skiing and stuff like. <laughs> end up sliding into a tree anyway elisa give us your plugs your dot com so people can find you on the interwebs and get to know you better okay you can find me at www.topofthelinehealthcarestaffing.com um that's www.topofthelinehealthcarestaffing.com or you can find me at www.therealaac.com um slash gala i want everybody to go to that one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> definitely go to that one. So www.therealaac.com slash gala. So you can register for the gala, y'all. Um, I'm excited. Thank there you, you so go. much, Chris, for having me. And I thank you for coming. We really appreciate it. It's been fun and funny. Uh, you know, we need to have an Oscars that's uh, that's for the nursing and healthcare. Screw that. Ho- those Hollywood people. Screw those people. <laughs> 
Yeah, let's have, let's have put put the put the Oscars of nursing on TV. Mm-hmm. Let's have a big celebration like the Academy Awards, red carpet, and all that sort of stuff. Let's take care of the people who actually take care of us. You know, hey, I've never had like uh, uh, Robert De Niro uh, take my blood. Screw that guy. <laughs> They're wonderful people. They are wonderful people, and the way they got to act. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, even I mean, some of them might end up in the psych war where nurses are. <laughs> yeah. well, my psychiatrist says I should have been there a long time ago. He's still he's still recommending a frontal lobotomy. So there you go. Anyway, thank you very much for coming on the show, Lisa. We really appreciate it. You, thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it as well. There you go. And uh, thanks for tuning in to my audience. Go to goodreads.com for chess Chris Foss, youtube.com for chess Chris Foss, linkedin.com for chess Chris Foss, all those crazy places on the internet. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time.